here at the Big and Whistle Inn in Stormwind. I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today's subject we're going to be looking at quests in WoW, types of quests, rewards, whatever it is. But obviously we're going to be looking at the weekly things and we're going to be bringing in something new this week and it's called Questions in the Inn. So these are questions that have been sent in by anyone who listens to the podcast and uh, it can range from something very simple as to like from a new player's perspective all the way up to you know the elite of the elite and my opinions on what they should do in terms of talents or whatever. But We'll start off with the weekly, which is the world bosses for this week are Mortanis and Morgeth. And the brawl for this week is Temple of Hot Mogu. So the uh, PvP brawl is basically everything sped up. You have more haste, you have quicker respawn timers and stuff like that. And this week is legion time walking this is the very first week legion time walking is ever in the game it brings back mage tower it brings back mythic plus dungeons there's uh, as of this podcast episode going out on the day of this podcast episode going live there is a uh wow mythic dungeon uh stream happening where people race through Mythic Plus as quick as they can and see how high they can push the keys. And this includes the Legion Time Walking keys uh, now. So that would be really fun. If you haven't experienced Legion uh, Mythics, definitely give it a watch. It is great fun. I'm, I will definitely say that. But Legion Time Walking also introduces the Mage Tower. Now the Mage Tower is uh, a... Uh, it's it's an interesting one so it's basically split into i think three or four different scenarios and these scenarios incorporate all of the class and specializations so for the tanks they have their own scenario they have uh high lord cruel and this is for protection paladins protection warriors blood death knights vengeance demon hunters stuff like that guardian druids and for there's multiple DPS ones, and then there's obviously healer, uh, mage tower scenarios. This is a solo thing. This is a solo challenge, and it is a really intense and it is a really tough challenge for your character. It is as hard as it can possibly get for solo content, and that is something to say. Now the mage tower. It was one of the most fun and enjoyable experiences I've had in Legion. And to see it come back in Legion time walking for a couple of weeks is amazing. And I've, uh, during the start of the Legion time walking, I have spent all of my time at the Mage Tower doing these solo scenarios. And I've not had fun on WoW like that since the Mage Tower was released in Legion. Now, the scaling might be a bit off in the Mage Tower, I will say that. Um, the tank one, especially Guardian Druid, I spent about pff, upwards of 8 plus hours and about 120k gold on consumables to do this uh, challenge because it was so like highly tuned that everything needed to be perfect everything needed to be perfect and played down like played flawlessly it's that like overtuned and yet 
I walked into the Arms Warrior one today and did it after about five attempts compared to the 150 to 200 attempts I spent on the Guardian Druid one to do it. So, yeah, some of them are a bit more overtuned. So they might be looking at that in the near future. But, you know, I've not had more fun since since the Mage Hour was last released in Legion in 7.2. So definitely get on uh, get on and do the Mage Tower for yourself. I would recommend before it's nerfed. They're not going to nerf it to the ground. They'll nerf it very slightly. But to see it post-nerf will be an experience. And honestly, it was it was enjoyable to defeat that challenge. It really was. But... That's what it offers, a challenge, a really tough challenge for all of those who look to better themselves on their character, to learn their class, to do solo content. That is what you want to do at the moment, which, you know, only lasts for a couple of weeks, so definitely make use of it. Now, moving on to our next section, the questions in the inn. These are... So this section will... Uh, have two to three sort of questions weekly and that will just be anything ranging from the simplest things to more advanced things so they're all sent in by viewers so if you do wish to send in your questions feel free to check the descriptions check the discord out and stuff like that because my email will be there if you wish to email me any questions or if you wish to join the discord there is a dedicated uh, channel to post questions in but we'll go through the first or we'll go through the first question and it is as a new player looking to join some dungeons but are not very experienced and worried that they won't live up to the sort of uh, standard that other people think uh, what's the best way to sort of handle this so my advice would be to you have youtube available to you obviously you can look up guides for certain dungeons but if you're looking to get into the dungeon and sort of dungeon scene, doing more group content and stuff, I would very much recommend finding a friend to play along with or just out in the open world questing and then you can sort of ask them to do a dungeon with you, possibly. But like I said, another alternative is you can easily uh, view what dungeons you would be available for in the dungeon finder. You scroll over the little dice icon You'd press I to open the interface for the dungeon and then there is a dice on the page. You scroll over the dice and it will show you what dungeons you are eligible for and you can look up guides to them specific dungeons if you are looking to see if there's anything specific that you need to know. But if you are new and at the lower levels, typically the dungeons don't necessarily uh, have a lot of mechanics that you need to worry about it is very much just tank and spank and get you in the flow of things there are mechanics but they won't be anything that like kill you one shot you or anything like that so you don't necessarily have to worry in that regard the only thing that i can really suggest is you just got to go with it and uh, you have to there's nothing that you can do you just try your best and you do learn from it you learn from your experiences if you die you die it's fine people will res you you can release spirit and run or you don't even need to run you just get instantly re uh, res at the beginning of the dungeon so any mistake that you make you can just learn from it that's the thing and people don't necessarily 
pay much attention to the lower level dungeons i will say it's very much everyone keeps their own so the chance of you encountering someone that is unpleasant in these sort of dungeons is very rare but again i would say very much suggest finding someone in the open world or if you've got a friend that plays well and uh, you know, doing some quests and then asking them if they'd be up for a dungeon or something so that you don't necessarily have an entire group of randomers that, you know, you don't know and you've got someone to sort of latch on to, as it were. And the second question sent in was, what would I feel is the best uh, alt character to level and play and why? So it depends on the circumstance. If you're looking to do some PvP and you're sort of a healer or a DPS, I was going to say, or a tank. I mean, you can be a tank, but they're kind of healers and supports. Um, If you're a healer, I would very much recommend going a DPS. And if you're a DPS, I would very much recommend going healer. Because uh, this is for PvP, by the way. Um, Very much you get to understand the, you know... Uh, how the other side lives in a pvp setting and uh, i would very much recommend if you are going to go dps you would go warrior at the moment mainly because i have recently picked up warrior and it's very fun i'm not gonna lie in a pvp setting it is very very fun um for pvp sort of alt characters for healers I would very much recommend Druid or Mistweaver if you're looking for a more mobile class. Or if you're looking for something that's more, you know, just you press a big cooldown and it, and it does the work for you, then I would very much recommend Shaman or Paladin. But I would very much recommend Druid. Druid is very good all around and it's just fun. I like the idea of uh, the forms and stuff to play around with. But as sort of a PvE... Um, if uh, you were to feel like I would probably stick with the same um, method so if you're a healer I would recommend getting a DPS ult and if you're a DPS I'd recommend getting a healer ult and in sort of a PvP or PvE scenario I should say I would probably go with uh, probably priest actually no PvE I would go with monk healer mainly because I like just the how they are presented in the game. I like the mobility they have. I love the casting. I love the animations. I love how fluent it is. And yeah, I re- would really recommend Mistweaver if you're looking for a healer ult. And for a DPS ult, I would probably recommend it if you're looking for something fast-paced. Probably Hunter is uh, very much a good one because you can rely on your pets it's very active, you're constantly pressing something, and you're very mobile. It's it's a lot of fun, Hunter. Hunter is a lot of fun, and you always obviously have the added bonus of naming your pets and getting to feed them and stuff like that. So there's always them added bonus of you're not alone, you've always got your pet buddy with you, that kind of thing. But that will end the questions in the end for today and we'll get started on the types of quests that are in wow there's many there is many there's solo there's group quests dungeon quests legendary quests dailies pvps there's there's loads of different genres i'm going to be mainly looking towards the solo quests and breaking them down so 
the different types of solo quests are obviously very much the norm. So you have the killing quests. Go out, kill six boars. These are very... These are all over the place in WoW. These are very... They're a staple point of World of Warcraft. This is the very first quest that you get, I believe, when you make a character. I do not believe any starting zone gives you another quest. Yep. So this is the very first quest that you'll pick up. Everyone's familiar with these. It's it's your bread and butter. You've got the gathering quests where you go and kill an NPC to gather something. You just wander out into a zone and kill or you gather something from the ground. Anything like that. The delivery quests where you just simply take a letter from one NPC to another. They're always good fun because, you know, they fill up your bags with uh, useless junk that you don't necessarily need all good fun you have the explore quest where you go and explore a cave or a certain part of the zone and stuff like that and then you have this quest this quest is the bane of everyone who has played wow's existence the escort quest these aren't a factor in retail as much as they are in classic and tbc in classic they are horrendous in tbc they are horrendous this is my opinion of them (laughs) as you can tell so an escort quest has you escort a npc to uh from to a place it can be a very short distance it can be a very long distance and do not underestimate how slow these npcs will walk you will feel like you're doing this quest for a good 20 minutes and that's just walking for 20 minutes and you've not even covered you know half of the zone that you're in so there's multiple of these escort quests the most notable one and the one that people know the most is the homing chicken in tenaris this homing chicken lives in the bottom right of Tanaris, and you have to escort it to the top right of Tanaris. Now, Tanaris is a big zone. It's a very big zone. It is just a desert. You wouldn't think it's that big, but it goes on for... It's like a real desert. It just keeps going. You think you see a town, but it's actually a mirage. It's lying to you. It's lying. That town is still like a good 10-minute journey away, and that's on a 100% mount, for God's sake. So imagine doing this without a mount. You have to follow this slow chicken that's running at about 75% of your normal running speed. So it's running slower than you, but not slow enough where you can walk beside it. No, you've got to do this tapping W stuff so that you can keep up. He'll run after random NPCs to attack, pulling three to four mobs. And if you're a class that can't deal with that many mobs, then you might just die. And your escort might die. That's the thing. If you let the escort die, the quest's over. If you die, the quest is over. There's no, you know, luck about it. It's it's stupid. Now, if you can put aside all of the waiting to run back to the top, escorting this guy all the way to the end, after killing 20 mobs that it randomly attacked, surviving by the skin of your teeth, having to use 20 bandages, 200 potions and whatnot, you get to about 5 metres of completing it. And then an undead rogue shows up and one-shots you and it says quest failed. 
you've spent 15 minutes walking this NPC, this dumbass robot chicken, to the top of Tanaris, and you get killed within 5 seconds and 5 metres of completing the quest. These are why I hate the escort quests. Because there's so many things that can go wrong for very little experience gained from doing them. There's no point in doing them, in my opinion. Now, there's multiple. There's ones in Feralis, which is even worse because it literally runs across a straight road. So loads of Horde are obviously coming down this road to turn in quests, to do quests and go places. So you're going to run into a lot of Horde. And a lot of max level horde as well, because this is where Dymal is, a level 60 dungeon. So whoever put that damn robot chick in there, yep, thank you. Really like that one. <sighs> damn escort quests. There's uh, a couple in TBC, which aren't as bad. I will give them that. It's sort of, there's one in Terracar Forest that I know, where you have to escape a tomb. There's... Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now i think one in yeah there's one in shadow moon which was actually bugged for me when i did it i um i accepted the quest and we just he kept walking back to where we picked up the quest. So the idea is he would walk out of the cave, but he would get halfway, kill a mob, and then he would walk back. Like, he wouldn't run back. He would actually just walk back to where we picked up the quest and stand there and do nothing and just sort of stare like, yep, we're, we're out, right? We're out of the uh, cave. And it, it was infuriating. I spent about 10 minutes trying to make it work and he just stood there. It was stupid. Like... Dumbass mob. <laughs> Honestly, I've not had good fun with escort quests. They are the bane of the game. And if you pick up an escort quest, don't do it. Abandon it right there. Go kill some mobs. You'll get more XP from killing mobs by the time it would take you to escort this NPC. You can trust me on that. You have my word on that. But if you haven't done an escort quest, please do it. Please do an escort quest understand what i'm talking about and then you can never do them again but you need to experience this first before you just don't do the escort quests it's, it's something but yeah the one that i the one that definitely springs to mind and that i would recommend that everyone does at least once is the homing chicken in tanaris in the bottom right of the uh, zone just try it it's annoying it's very annoying. Or the or the Feralis one. That one too is very annoying. Either or, it's, you know, it's an escort quest. It doesn't get much better with whichever one you pick. So let's look at group quests. Group and dungeon quests sort of go hand in hand because, well, 
you need a group for a dungeon, don't you? So group quests are generally ones that are in open world. I'm going to include dungeons as well because dungeons need or dungeon quests need groups for them to be completed. I will say that. So group quests generally need two to five people in order to complete. If you can do it solo, which some classes can in like uh, classic or the Burning Crusade, then that's fine. That is more than fine or retail. You, you can do it. Some classes can, some classes can't. It just depends on how skilled you are, how well your class can actually do the quest, how easily survive or how survivable your class is, how much damage you can pump out. You know, there's there's many different factors. But group quests generally have you kill something that's big, a big mob that will, you know, really slap. Now, there are ways to get around this. So there's multiple group quests in Burning Crusade. And I know this because I've done many. And I'm a mage in Burning Crusade. Now, anything that's got like 20k health will hit me like a dump truck because I wear cloth. And it's it's not fun. It's not a good time. I'm not going to lie. So there's tech that you can do in Classic and Burning Crusade where you kite the mob indefinitely. And by indefinitely, I mean indefinitely. So if you hit it within certain intervals, it will always stay aggroed. If you stop hitting it for a certain amount of time, that's when it will start running away. So... After 8 seconds, it will start running away if you haven't done any damage to it. But if you hit it after 5 seconds, that timer is reset. So it needs another 8 seconds before it will run away again. So you can hit it with very low damaging like instant abilities, but kill it eventually. That's the thing. If you've got the speed and the sort of technique to kite it around, then you can easily do these uh, sort of group quests. Uh, by yourself but generally group quests are very simple they have you go and kill giant mob and it requires a tank a healer and maybe one dps to three dps etc so a good uh a good group quest or quests i know that are in tbc that actually require a group and can't be soloed are the ring of blood quests now, the Ring of Blood quests are very iconic to me. They are very fun. They offer really good rewards. And they have you kill basically bosses, like dungeon bosses in this instance, or this, you know, circular blood, this um, Colosseum. It's not really a Colosseum. It's sort of a budget Colosseum. But they have you kill multiple bosses, and there's like six quests that you can get back to back have you kill these bosses and you do get some really good XP and some really good gold from it. Now you get like 30% of a level, 50%, 30 to 50, anywhere between there. And these are the only group quests that I like because you don't have to travel anywhere. It's, you know, right next to the quest giver, you get loads of gold for it. You get loads of XP, you get loads of items and stuff like that. So these group quests I definitely do like. Loads of people prefer group quests over solo quests because it invites that interaction with people. I myself just prefer the solo quests or just, you know, dungeons or whatever. But each to their own. You have legendary quests. Now, these quest lines are obviously a massive chain. 
So they've gone off of them recently in the recent uh, expansions, but in Warlords of Draenor, in Missa Pandaria, there were legendary quest lines for your legendary item. Uh, in Warlords of Draenor, it was a ring, and in Missa Pandaria, it was a back piece. And uh, I suppose you can count Battle for Azeroth for your uh, back piece quest line, but it wasn't really a legendary quest line, was it? It was kind of a, oh, you you going into a vision, take this with you, that kind of thing. So, you know. So these legendary quest lines would take place over a few weeks, a few months. They would require multiple dungeons, multiple uh, raid lockouts, multiple, you know, things done within raids. It would require a whole load of stuff. It required loads of materials from the auction house, from professions. It would require everything from every sort of aspect of WoW, which is good. I think that's really good to incorporate everything that you can within these quest lines because it utilizes what WoW already has. And WoW does have some good, you know, f- foundations to build off of. You've got professions which are actually neglected in the past few expansions. I really hope that they bring them, you know, to life again soon. You've got multiple different, you know, zones that you've created that you just don't use. If you look at um Legion, I suppose the legendary quest lines for Legion were your legendary weapons, and that sent you all around the globe, or all around Azeroth, I should say. Now, Legion is very fondly looked upon because it utilized stuff from the old world. That's what gave people a familiarity in that expansion because, yes, it was Broken Isles, it was a new sort of continent, but you're also going to Kalimdor or Eastern Kingdoms where you've been before, where your character's grown up, where your character's levelled, where you've levelled multiple characters and you're going there to do these tasks for, you know, current content and that brings it a sort of breath of fresh air. When you're having to fish to find your, you know, Ashbringer legendary, like uh, Transmog, it's insane. You have to fish it from Eastern Plaguelands out of everywhere, Eastern Plaguelands, Somewhere that was, you know, the highest level zone back in vanilla. It's it's insane. And that's what a legendary quest line is. It really gives you that sense of achievement for doing it. It makes it fun. It makes it really engaging. And they nailed it with Legion, Artifact Weapons. The others incorporate raids and stuff like that, which is good. I think having a legendary locked behind, you know, raid profession content, dungeon content is really good. Because it really shows the people who are dedicated to farming that sort of thing. But it also lacks the flair that Legion had with sending us back to the old world to, you know, give it a breath of fresh air, that kind of thing. You obviously have daily quests. Daily quests are, as they imply, something that you could pick up daily and you can do every day. These would generally be for reputation, for constant rewards, for something random, stuff like that. Generally, you know, you do daily for about a week and then you get bored of them and stuff like that. And you'll come back to it a bit later. But dailies aren't the best. They were introduced in TBC and there's not really a lot to say about them, to be honest. Finally, there's PvP quests. This is where I'll end it on, on the PvP quests. Now... The PvP quests are something like kill 20 Horde 
throughout the week. Kill or earn 1,500 honor from rated battlegrounds, from epic battlegrounds, from arenas, whatever. It's something very simple, but it gives you a task as a PvPer. It gives you something to do. Now, it takes you into battlegrounds that you wouldn't usually go into. So, epic battlegrounds. I wouldn't dream of doing that, to be honest. But recently, after getting, you know, an epic battleground quest, I've recently gone into epic battlegrounds and enjoyed them. I've really enjoyed myself in them. I like the chaos when I'm a, when I'm a caster DPS. You can pump so many, like, DPS numbers in there, it's insane. I like the healing meters when I'm in an epic battleground. Being a melee isn't great fun, but you have the times where you can leap in as a warrior, blade storm, and still get out. You can pop all your defensives and stuff. So, you know, there is a time where it is quite fun, but you've usually got to wait for every single cooldown to be up as a melee. It's not that enjoyable, not as much so as a caster or a healer, but it, it's something. These are sort of the main types of quests that you can find in WoW. There's nothing special. It's very much the um, normal stuff that you would find in any any MMO. But escort quests, if you see them, I would recommend turning around and definitely not accepting that quest. That's that's all I can say. That's all I can say on that matter. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Be sure to check out the Pig and Whistle Patreon for a weekly podcast on there, as well as many other perks. Be sure to check out the Twitch and all of the social medias. They can be found in the links below. We stream regularly on Twitch, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Thank you all very much for listening.